When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to Off The Beat and Track Podcast. I'm your host, I'm Stu Whiffin. It's another week, therefore it's another episode. Today's episode, I only sit down with Dave Pierna of Soul Asylum. That's right. You heard my episode the other week uh, with Everclear. So Everclear and Soul Asylum are coming to the UK to play some shows together. I mean, if you're like me, if you're a 90s kid and you get a chance to see Everclear back to back with Soul Asylum, I mean, that's a night out, right? Anyway, we're going to my chat with Dave in a sec. But before we do that, it's all the usual gubbins you have to do at the beginning of a podcast. So I've got some thank yous. I want to thank the official sponsor of Off The Beat and Track Podcast, which is Hotel Chocolat. You know those guys, the ones that do all the yummy chocolate stuff that you you probably get every Christmas and birthday and stuff like that. Well, when you're in there buying your chocolate this Christmas or, or buy your advent calendar, check out their booze. Honestly, the cacao bar, it's got so much lovely stuff in there. Gins, vodkas, these gin cocktails, but the creamy, the creamy drinks. Mate, honestly, they're absolutely ridiculous. Soy caramel. My favourite one's the mint chocolate one. Uh, there's an orange chocolate. There's an espresso martini. Some creamy kind of Christmassy drinks, but stick it in the fridge. It ain't a Christmas drink. It's just a bloody lovely drink. Have it whenever you want it. I've been drinking them all year. They send me a box. Like That's how lucky I am. I get a box of stuff from Hotel Chocolat um, as part of like them helping me out with the podcast. So, uh, yeah. Big thanks to official sponsor of Off The Beaten Track. That's Hotel Chocolat. So some other thank yous quickly. I'd like to thank Scroobius Pip. You all know Scroobius Pip, the uh, the former musician, rapper, actor, and podcaster extraordinaire, and owner of the Distraction Pieces Network. And this podcast is very proud to be part of that. One of the other podcasts on that is, uh, is Films To Be Buried With, with Emmy Award-winning Jen, the handsome, the handsome man himself, Brett Goldstein. Go check out that podcast. It's a super listen, that is. Uh, and I tell you what, I've been lucky enough, way, way back, before he got his Emmys and stuff, Brett asked me on. So I've gone on there, and, and it's similar to this podcast in a way. It's kind of, we talk about life, and we talk about the records that have been important uh, during your your time so far. And uh, and Brett's is very similar to that, but we talk films. And, uh, and I was so honoured to get to go on that chat so that's another one of the many podcasts on the distraction pieces network 
I also want to thank the production team that sort out this podcast. They are the people from the Blue Murder uh, podcast, the Blue Murder Club podcast. So go check them out. Uh, if you like true crime, uh, they've gone deep dives into Dharma, into Fred and Rose, um, the, some really horrible cases like Stephen Port. Um, their Patreon's absolutely loaded. They've got some great guests as well. Uh, so go check out the Blue Murder Club podcast. I think that's it with the thank yous. The biggest thanks always, just one last one, you lot. Thanks ever so much for supporting this podcast. I should also welcome new listeners. If you're new to the pod, uh, hello, come in, take your shoes off at the door. And uh, there's Nibbles over there. Uh, my name's Stu. I'll be your host. Um, let me tell you what you missed. If you're here today for Soul Asylum, like I say, you've missed Everclear. Um, but then you can hear me talking to... Oh, blimey. Foo Fighters, Motley Crue, uh, Fat Boy Slim. Uh, if you like your 90s rock and roll, then, you know, as I said, I'm a 90s kid. I've spoke to them all. Uh, so go and have a little rummage in the archive. Loads of your favourite actors, uh, loads of your favourite comedians. I'm not going to list them all off. Just go and have a look in that archive um, because there's a real who's who. There's over 450 episodes and you can listen to them all for free. Um, also... Let me tell you how you can support the podcast. You can go and listen to it, of course. Um, if you'd like to watch the episodes, um, they're over on my Patreon. So you can watch all the episodes ad-free. Uh, I'll put up radio shows over there. I do little live shows where you can all come along uh, and hang out and we uh, we all talk records uh, and little points in our lives and you get to feature on an episode. Uh, and that's all over on Patreon and that costs $1 a month. So that's about 20p a week. Uh, and you can find out about that um everything else you need to know where you can give us a like love share on the socials because we're on all the usual places um head over to the website off the beat and track podcast.com right should we go on with it yeah let's do it please enjoy today's episode of off the beat and track podcast with the delightful dave piana of soul asylum Off the Beat and Track podcast on the Distraction Pieces Network. With me, Stu Whipping. Okay, we are recording. Dave, how are you today? Oh, not too bad. It's uh, one of the few nice days left I think we have here in Minneapolis. Lovely, lovely. <laughs> um, Dave, before we get into uh, song choices and, and, and talking about... Um, your story to today i just want to ask you to cast your mind back to um the, the the sort of 18 19 months of of lockdown and you know how all of a sudden the world sort of stopped turning for so many people and and certainly those in the the music industry things kind of come to a bit of a grinding halt in regards to live shows and such like uh things such as that um can you tell me a little bit about how you found that period of lockdown both personally and professionally personally and creatively uh well <clears throat> my uh experience was not particularly inspiring uh we were uh, at the end towards the end of a tour in san diego got a knock on my hotel room door tours over and i had a book coming out and uh we uh we're grounded and uh it was really frustrating because we had just put this record out 
um, we started doing a live stream I think once a week and we managed to play a hundred original songs and um, people still come up to me and say oh that was kind of a nice thing during the lockdown um but yeah mostly it was just kind of stifling i mean you know i worked on a lot of writing and stuff but generally it you're kind of cut off from all your stimulus sort of so um yeah you know i do like wearing uh sweat pants and slippers all the time i mean <laughs> yeah. that's pretty cool right <laughs> <laughs> absolutely all right well let's start your playlist um i don't know what songs you've chosen today uh so i mean i'm intrigued to to hear what they might be um but for track one dave i'm going to ask you please to tell me the song that you regard as having the greatest ever intro please uh i'm gonna go with lou reed's street hassle nice it's just something very uh very simple and uh, very grabbing. It, it kind of, as it develops throughout the song, it, it really, I think, draws you into the story and uh, gives you a, <laughs> a little feeling of what you're in for, I suppose. Yeah. I'm, I'm always intrigued. You said it sort of grabs you. And the, the, the way that people approach this question uh, and, and have done previously is you get a lot of people that will go for those oh I'm helped by the Beatles straight away like that bang in and then you'll get other people that go oh comfortably lumping Floyd or, or something that's got this huge kind of elongated sort of intro sure. to it and and I just wonder when you're writing and and I'm, I'm I look now and I, I watch how my, my my children consume you know the, the, their music and it's in a far different way to how I consume my music when I was younger, and the attention spans seem to be getting, you know, shorter and shorter. And 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 it's weird when I speak to lots of artists; they're now aware of of the fact that Spotify playlists have maybe become the thing, certainly in the UK, that is, is maybe more important than getting radio play now with, with with music and things like that. And there's all sorts of apps, and God knows what that the, the younger people are. are, are finding their music on and i just wonder when you're writing dave does any of those kind of trends in how music's heard or or or, or those kind of shortening attention spans does any of that enter into your creative process and essentially the intro uh do you you get where i mean where where i'm going with a question i I kind of went around the houses a little bit with that yeah, I'm not. I'm not positive. Uh, I, 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 I've accepted the short attention span theater, and uh, you know, for me, a three-minute song has always been kind of, I don't know, a good length. Um, so I will come around and add an intro sometimes uh, after the song is finished being written so it's a little bit backwards but uh i don't i mean one song that comes to mind is somebody to shove and we kind of we played it in the studio for you know the first 
time. It kind of came together late in the game. And uh, yeah, then I had this kind of intro part that I tagged onto the beginning of the song and uh, it worked out pretty good. It helps to have a click. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Well, I'm going to take you back for track two, uh, Dave, and ask you please to tell me the first song you remember hearing that had an emotional impact on you, please. I think uh, Hey Jude uh, was maybe the first 45 I ever got, but uh, it had Revolution on the B-side, and I'd say both of those songs had an emotional impact on me. Um, I certainly wore it out. Um, I remember I was, my, my father had gotten a, a tape recorder and I was singing Hey Jude into the tape recorder and he played it back for his friend and they laughed and I was extremely humiliated by the experience. But, uh, yeah, I think that would have to be the 45 that kind of got things rolling for me nice and was it a musical house growing up dave well kind of yes and no i mean my mother sang in church and my dad was a a gene krupa fan um but they you know they weren't musicians uh, my older sister was a very good musician and she was one of those people that could pick up any instrument and kind of get something out of it. And uh, I very much uh, aspired to be like that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I suppose it was a musical household in the way that my mother wanted us to take, pick an instrument and learn how to play it. Yeah. So I picked a trumpet because I thought it would be the easiest because it only has three buttons on it. Yeah. Turns out that's not true at all. It's it's the opposite because there's no keyboard. Like it's not the notes aren't laid out in, in front of you like on a, a saxophone or something. So yeah, I kind of backfired. I still play my horn every now and then. So I did um, you know, learning instruments and that not come to you the way that it did your sister. Was it more of a struggle for you to kind of, you know, get get used to and, and get hold of playing, you know, instruments comfortably? Yeah, it, it was because she was more academic than uh, I was. And it wasn't until I, I moved away. I switched from trumpet to saxophone at some point because... At the time, a lot of rock bands had sax players in the bands. Um, but I realized I was just, you know, I was moving away from jazz music and listening to a lot of rock music. The other trumpet player gave me his brother, lent me his brother's copy of Are You Experienced by Jimi Hendrix. And that that pretty much shifted the paradigm to, to electric guitar. Um I forgot what I'm talking about. What am I talking about? Can you remember how it felt the first time you heard that record? Jimmy Andrews? Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
yeah i i felt like this why am i playing jazz music (laughs) this is where i want to go this is what i want to do hey i'm ryan reynolds recently i asked mint mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when i asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts they said what the f*** are you talking about you insane hollywood ass so to recap we're cutting the price of mint unlimited from 30 dollars a month to just 15 dollars a month give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch 45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees promote for new customers for limited time unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows full terms at mintmobile.com hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. And uh, this is what I'm going to pursue. And uh, it was very liberating. I mean, hearing it was liberating, but getting away from reading music and just making music uh, kind of, I guess, by ear, uh be, became a real paradigm shift for me to just to realize that you know Jimi Hendrix did not have music in front of him yeah. and uh you know neither did the Beatles or anybody else so once I once I figured that out it it, it was very much an open book in a way that it was really fun instead of kind of arduous. Tell me the song for track three, please, Dave, that reminds you of your time at school. Hmm? The track that reminds you of your time at school, please, Dave. Well, the first thing that came to my mind was smoking in the boys' room. Nice. And, uh, I was way too young to smoke at the time, but I, I certainly got the uh, got the idea. It just seemed like a really cool, kind of rebellious song. I liked it. Did you like school? Did I like school? Uh, no. Uh, I didn't hate it. I mean, um, uh, there was things that I liked, um, but generally, no. <laughs> did Did you have any idea what you wanted to be when you was at school? Was it had you already heard Jimi Hendrix, and it was like 
this is what I want to do? Uh, yeah. I think I was kind of floundering. I mean, I spent one year at the University of Minnesota, and by that time, the band had already started. So it was really pulling me from... And I, I didn't know what to, you know, I didn't know which way to go in college. I was just kind of taking a smattering of classes that I thought would be interesting. And, uh, yeah, just feeling this pull that the band was going to, you know, go somewhere, I guess it would be the expression. What was, what was the sort of bands that were, were inspiring you at that point? And did it seem possible that you know you and your buds in 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 this band like you know you could make a career out of that did that seem like it was possible you know had you seen other bands from where you was from go on that route and 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 achieve the success that obviously you went on to then achieve no i i still am not sure if it's possible (laughs) (laughs) today i'm still kind of going god is this uh anyhow uh there was i think uh when i was when i was younger pre high school i suppose uh there was this kind of thing where music seemed to come from somewhere else uh it, it seemed kind of complicated and kind of uh otherworldly in a way that you know, I, I I didn't see how anyone could have access to that, and then uh, then I slowly started uh, discovering the the local bands in Minneapolis, and that's what really made me go, oh, you know, I can I can do this, and uh, that was bands like the Suburbs and the Suicide Commandos and Curtis A, and. Uh, just a bunch of other bands that and they played uh at this outdoor at this park because i wasn't drinking of drinking age yet when i first started listening to these bands so i guess 16 17. um but yeah i I became an ardent fan i I think i'm using that right uh of uh all the local groups and any chance i could get to go see them i would and uh I've befriended quite a few of these people since then, but they were uh, pretty much my ultimate kind of inspiration as far as thinking uh, that I could possibly do that myself. You know, the ways that you can make it, you know, they're they're always going to be tough. But tell me a little bit about because you know you you've gone on to to stand on ridiculously big stages and um you know and sing to to huge audiences how confident was a young dave uh not confident at all we had uh i think a very typical punk rock attitude which was we don't know how to really do this so we're going to be very self-effacing and sarcastic and cynical and uh 
and uh you know just kind of uh act like we don't care yeah <laughs> and uh laugh it off you know and sometimes think that it was funny we'd like we try to clear a room you know we're like we're not going to stop playing until everyone leaves kind of stuff um so yeah i mean i was just watching uh have you seen this movie the filth and the fury yeah uh, and it was they they did say something someone said something to you to the effect that john lyden uh took the piss out of everyone because he couldn't sing and that i mean i totally relate to that you know it's just you have a defense mechanism but you know it's pretty obvious that you're not you know Jimi hendrix for lack of a better sure. <laughs> you know everybody's learning as they're going along kind of Absolutely. so it was important to uh to to be to be uh irreverent yeah Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. But, you know, I, I, I guess if you're, you know, you mentioned like Hendrix there, or if you're looking at, a, you're gauging a, a, a vocal performance on, on the likes of something that would be technically, if you look at it in, in the, I don't know, however you want to look at it, like a, a Mariah Carey type vocal. Lydon is like, Lydon's voice is, is John Lydon, and that's what you want. It's It was... It was completely definitive and completely John Lydon. And the Sex Pistols wouldn't have worked if you would have had a classically trained singer like a, a Whitney Houston or a Mariah Carey or somebody with these technical, marvellous abilities and range. But it, it's not what works, is it? And the whole ethos of the Pistols was... And, and, and it goes full circle to take you back to what you were saying about lockdown. And it was like, oh, we started doing these streams. And it's because, right, all of the tools that we're so used to having are taken away from us. So I do love that lockdown brought that DIY punk ethos back out as well. It's like, right, fuck, what can we do here? We've only got this at our disposal. Let's see what we can do with it. And and, and I loved that. That was one of the... There weren't many good things about, you know, the, the, the lockdown, but I think that was something that was really exciting, the fact that musicians were robbed of what they generally do. So then thought, right, well, let's, let's take it back to basics. What can I do with what, you know, what I've got around me? And let's make that happen. And I think we saw some great stuff there. I've gone off off topic completely there, so I'll, I'll pull it back on uh, with the the next track, Dave. And I'm going to ask you, mate. Tell me, please, the first song you remember buying from a record store. 
The first song from a record store. Yeah, first track. I think it was Hey Jude. Beautiful. That was the first forty-five that I, that I bought. You know, I had I had a I had a good mom. My mother just passed recently, but I would tell her that she she'd go. I'm going to the store. And I go, I need a, I need this 45, Mom. And she goes, well, what's the name of it? And I'd say, I don't know. And I would sing it to her. And God bless her, she would go to, to the store and sing it to the clerk and, and give me the record by, yeah, she went through all that. <laughs> That's a good mom right there, Dave, absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Um, I mean, you, you spoke about the Beatles there, and tell me a little bit about how that felt to then do Backbeat. Uh, well, I mean, there was a point where, as 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 kind of what happens when you become a, a punk rock person, for lack of a better expression, I <laughs> started to... You know, I hate everything that was popular. So I kind of started like thinking, oh, you know, I've been force fed the Beatles my whole life. So I was on the radio. I, I, you know, I don't need to support them because everyone loves them. And, you know, fuck them. So I, <laughs> and then there's that period where it's like, eh, that always kind of fascinated me. Like, you have to be either a Beatles person or a Stones person, you know, like you can't like both bands or something. I was, I was a Stones person and whatever. But uh, eventually you come around to the Beatles. I mean, there, there's just too much good music there to, to have anything to really say. Just kind of like shut your mouth and listen to it. But, uh, 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 what was the question? Backbeat. I just wondered what it was like to then yes, obviously exactly. work with those guys. And, and that was, uh, that was one of the funner projects that I've been called upon to do. And Don was handpicked the band and they were real nice. They flew me out to LA and gave me a nice hotel room. And, you know, when I heard it was in the band, I was just like, yeah. Oh, who's in the band? Oh, Dave Grohl, Thurston Moore, Mike Mills. Uh, I mean, that's a fucking ridiculous band right there, isn't it? I mean, that's unreal. And I think, uh, you know, I think Don wanted it to not be too polished sounding. So, you know, he wanted he wanted a band that was rough around the edges because that's kind of what the Beatles were at the time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I can't, I can't really, I, I can't really explain how strange it is to be watching a movie and the guy who is pretending to be John Lennon opens his mouth and sings and my voice <laughs> out of his mouth. It's very surreal. I mean, it was just kind of a new experience, but all in all, a really fun project. We played one gig at some MTV movie awards yeah, or something. Yeah, absolutely. It's wonderful. 
it was a blast. I mean, we we made the best of it, and uh, it was fun working with Don Was, and uh, you know, he said, "What can I get you to make you feel more comfortable doing this Beatles and Germany music?" And I said, "How about some German beer?" And I so I think that really really helped out my situation. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, Dave, I'm going to ask you for track four, please, to tell me uh, the first, um, the, sorry, track five this is, uh, the song that soundtracked any time you had clubbing as a younger guy. The song that, say it again? So the soundtrack to your time clubbing. So that can be in a local dive bar, that can be in a in a nightclub, you know, wherever you was hanging out with your buddies, you know, in that kind of ages of 18 to 25, what kind of song was always on the jukebox or the DJ was playing that reminds you of good times or bad times then? Uh, well, when you say clubbing, I think of dance clubs. Yeah. Uh, when we first went to New York City, to make a record we had like one day off and we go out to the to clubs and stay out until it got light out and i heard uh sexual healing by marvin gay and that became some some sort of a like a a starting point actually for me to really kind of take a whole new look at the music that that I enjoy listening to because it just it worked for me and uh, you know I I I don't really dance to rock and roll music you know uh, so I love to dance and that was my favorite song to dance to at the clubs and uh, we later ended up covering it um, so. It's great. And then I have like, oh, what songs do I play when I go into a, a uh, into a, a, a club where there's a jukebox? And that's kind of a different set. But it's like Marvin Gaye, then Pantera, Cowboys from Hell, because I got to announce that that we're we're in the club. <laughs> it's kind of silly because that. The two songs, one right after another, works great for me. <laughs> and then it kind of goes into some Thin Lizzy. And then, uh, you know, then it, and it's kind of open after that. <laughs> Just, uh, you, you were talking about, um, you, you mentioned a Phil from Fury documentary. Have you ever watched the um, the documentary on the, the 808 drum machine? And uh, it was it was on, uh, I think Zane Lope um, does the voiceover on it. And it was, it, it was on... Netflix or Prime, and and they talk about the evolution of the 808, but there's there's a wonderful bit in it where the guy from uh, Soulwax has 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 basically been rumoured to to hear that the 808 that he's trying to buy, this original 808 drum machine from this second hand store, is rumoured to be the one that Sexual Healing uh, mm. used, and he buys it and he gets it home, and the fucking preset still starts and it's sexual healing and he's like whoa like it's uh it's pretty it's a pretty amazing thing to see i'll have to check that out <laughs> it's good man I'm looking, at him. <laughs> looking at my mpc drum machine right now and i'm like yeah, I'm 
All right, I'm going to take you home for track six, Dave. And please tell me a favourite song from an artist from your home county, please. From Minneapolis. Oh, man. That's that's really difficult. Um, but it, it, then it's easy because I can just pick Tangled Up in Blue by Bob Dylan, and that's a very easy choice for me. Beautiful. But I was sitting here going, oh, the replacements, Prince, who's do? Oh, gosh. There's, there's quite a bit to choose from. But, uh, yeah, Bob Dylan's from Minnesota, so that's what I'm taking. Perfect choice. Perfect choice. Dave, for your last track, um, you get to be a, a tastemaker here. And, and I'm going to ask you to tell me a song that you think many people listening to this podcast may not know that you would like them to hear. That they may not know. Uh, that they may. Oh, um, the meters. Go with Sissy, Sissy Strut by the meters, please. Dave, I tell you what, I had BBC Six Music on today. And the DJ Craig Charles started his show with that track today. And I was literally dancing around my little studio to it. Uh-huh. I love it. I, I really do. Wonderful. Right to New Orleans. 20 years I spent in New Orleans because I heard that band and just went, I'm going to wherever they're from. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, you're coming to where I'm from, Dave. Uh, you're coming to the UK, right? Mm-hmm. How long has it been since you were last over here? Way too long. I can't even remember. <clears throat> I should probably know that, though, because people keep asking me, and I'm like, I don't know. So um, It was probably like a, not like a proper tour, some sort of a one-off that I'm just like, oh, I don't know. And you're not coming over on your own. You're coming over ever clear as well, right? Correct. Mm -hmm. uh, London show? Yep. Wonderful, wonderful. How many days you doing? I when can't you... wait. Oh, it's going to be good, man. It's going to be good. You're playing the electric ballroom, and that's such an amazing venue. Uh, and uh, and I think it's been... I've not been there since before lockdown, and it's just an absolute banging place to see uh, to see a bit of rock and roll. So uh, I think you're going to be in a good space right there, mate. Cool. I'm really looking forward to it. Wonderful. Um, and aside from uh, the tour in the UK, for the rest of the year uh, and, and into next year, what's happening for, for Soul Asylum, mate? We're pretty deep into making a record right now. Um, I'm trying to get these vocals finished before I leave. Um, but it, it's it's pretty erratic so we'll go play a bunch of shows and then we'll come back and then we'll slowly get back into making the record and once we kind of how it's been going is like we once we kind of get in our groove and everything's kind of firing on the proper cylinders we'll leave town again and then kind of have to start the reorientation project all over again but uh yeah, I'm trying to finish these before I leave town. And uh, we have 32 songs, 
that we have to choose from. And uh, I think it's going to be great. I'm, I'm excited about the new material. Yeah. Wonderful. Dave, I look forward to hearing the new record. Uh, I'll be at the uh, Electric Ballroom. I will come. I'll be there for the gig. Looking forward to it. And thanks ever so much for, for getting up this morning and giving us some, some time to talk records, mate. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you. Pleasure's all mine, Stu. I hope to see you when I'm out there. Oh, you will, brother. Thank you very much. I'm going to press stop now. Don't go anywhere. Take care. Boom. There you go. Oh, how delightful was Dave? Oh, so if that's not wet your whistle enough, I don't know what else will. Maybe go and listen to the Everclear episode as well. Uh, and then why not get tickets? Go and see both of them bands back to back. Go get that huge nostalgia hit. It'll be wonderful. Two absolutely delightful men, uh, both fronting wonderful bands, and you get them both. Both two for one absolute bonus. Uh, so go check them out on the UK tour. Um, thanks to, to Fed for sorting out uh, this episode and the uh, Everclear episode. Uh, thanks to you lot for listening and supporting this podcast. As mentioned at the beginning, if this was your first listen, go get stuck into that back catalogue because uh, we've uh, had a real who's who of all your favourite musicians, comedians, actors, DJs, producers. Go get stuck in and uh, have a rummage. If you need to know where to do that, I'll tell you. On all your usual places, wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to watch the episodes, head over to my Patreon. Uh, and for a dollar a month, you can support this podcast uh, and get access to ad-free episodes to watch and radio shows. Get to hang out at the live shows. Uh, and, yeah, get loads more bang for your buck for about 20 pence a week. Um, right. I think we're done. I'll let you get on with your day. We'll be back next time. See you soon. Bye-bye.